Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Angular Air. I'm your host, Justin Schwarzenberger, and today we have a very awesome topic. I'm very excited about it. I'm sure our panelists are excited about it. We hope that you will be excited about it too. We are going to be talking about and checking out Storybook. Uh, some of you may have known it before. It used to be called, I believe, React Storybook. It used to be a React thing, right? Now it's just Storybook, uh, possibly because now it has great Angular support. Uh, so we're excited to see what this is all about, uh, how we can use it to do UI development environment uh, experience, kind of maybe specifically around building components and how we can manage our components in our applications and, and provide an environment for that. So let's uh, get after it and get started. Uh, our panelists today that we got joining us, we've got Alyssa with us. Alyssa, how's it going? Hey, guys. We've got Austin with us. Austin, what's up? How's it going, everybody? I'm back. I was sick last week. I missed out. So I'm, I'm really excited to be back feeling better. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Rocky. We had to do something while you were gone. Yeah. We missed you, Austin. Apparently, yeah, especially Mike, Mike has us covered if you're ever gone. So. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were here last week. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, Mike, Mike what's going on, Mike? Who's Mike? I'm in Panda. Who's that behind that other panda head? It's just panda. <laughs> what's going on? Hey, and we got uh, Bonnie with us as well. Bonnie, what's going on? I'm on location in NG Atlanta. Uh, so Alyssa, hurry up and get your butt out here. Because we're very excited. Alyssa's <laughs> going to be here tomorrow and we're very excited. Working and I had to just sleep off and find someplace quiet. Because I was in the middle of NG Girls. Uh, which is so great, so many people. And so I snuck away to join you guys. And I'm excited because I've been hearing about this topic. Austin has been telling me about Storybook for quite a while, and we're pretty excited. So I did not want to miss this episode. Awesome. Yeah, it's crazy because NG Atlanta is going on this week, and like all the other panelists, y'all are going to be there at it, but uh, able to squeeze in this episode. So that's cool. So appreciate that. All right. And our guest. Would not what was that? Nothing? Okay, our guest today is uh, Norbert. Norbert, how's it going? Uh, doing really good, thank you. Awesome. Also, why don't you uh, tell our viewers a little bit about yourself and uh, yeah, give them an update. Yeah, sure. Um, my name is Norbert Telangen. Um, I work in the Netherlands for a company called Xavia. Um, I have a big passion for open source and most particularly for open source in uh, living style guides and component libraries, stuff like that. Um, so my day-to-day -day job, I work for clients to help them with lots of technical problems, technical uh, deal with technical depth, or help them with migrations. Um, I work a lot with React myself, though I've built some Angular JS things in the past. Um, so the reason why I was invited here is because I was involved, or am involved, with uh, the development of Storybook. And in particularly, I'm also a uh, spokesperson uh, and a, a person who took kind of charge in the multi-framework support. Awesome. Awesome. Well, so yeah, so Storybook, what, what is this? You want to give us a little uh, discussion about what this is? Yeah, of course. Um, Storybook is a living style guide uh, application. So a living style guide helps you build your UI of your application in a way that you don't have to 
work on your entire application to view a single component. So a style guide will allow you to view a button or all states of all buttons that you have or all titles or you know just name a component and you should be able to see it in your style guide if it matters. Um, so a living style guide is uh, versus a regular style guide would be where you're generating it or you're coding it by hand. Um, a living style guide is a little bit more advanced. It looks at your code or you're actually coding the thing. So your components that are used in production or during development are the components being used to render inside the library in the uh, style guide. So that's, in essence, what Storybook is. It's uh, like many other projects. It helps you view components in isolation and explore them. But expanding on that, Storybook is a dev server. It helps you uh, do all this stuff so you don't have to. So if you got an application running, but you don't have hot module reloading set up yet, um, Storybook has that set up for you. So you don't have to have that in your Webpack configuration. It just makes your uh, application lighter or easier to work with. Um, and we also have an add-on API or a uh, way to extend Storybook. So I think that's one of the things that set Storybook apart from the other solutions that are out there. So that's, that's really cool. Like I can isolate like components, but you know, what does that like? What are what does that give me like as a developer, right? Like I'm you know working on my app, right? And you know, use Storybook for you know isolating my components. Great question. So let's um, hypothetically say that I worked for a client and their application is really complex, and they have state management that takes a at least a week to understand properly. Um, someone on board on the team, and you want him to fix a bug. Um, this bug is not inside of the state stuff, but it's in the UI. Um, but in order to get to the part where the bug is happening, you need to do all sorts of different steps and click some buttons and fill in forms to get to the place where the bug happens. Where it's actually just a component that does something it's not supposed to. So by taking your component out of your app and viewing it in complete isolation, you can uh, work on bugs much easier or actually have someone work on the UI without worrying about state management or data fetching. All this stuff can be taken away temporarily so you can focus on the UI component. So let's say I'm, you know, playing devil's advocate here. Say that I, uh, you know, already have tests for that. Like, why would I want to use Storybook when I've got like these automated tests that can already do this type of thing? Okay, so Storybook's uh, API is actually very close to what you would write in unit tests, and one of our add-ons is actually a unit test runner to snapshot all the stories that you write for your components. So it's actually really related to unit tests. But the output of Storybook usually is not a checklist of things that have passed. 
but it's a UI that you can explore. So it's very similar, but it's like you're writing tests, but then you're also able to see and debug uh, what's happening in the browser. I think it's also so this sounds like really interesting, right? Like, um, you know, I'm someone that writes a lot of like generic components, but do you see this advantage, you know, advantageous for people that, you know, are just building normal apps? Um, I do see advantages in uh, tools like Storybook though, um, for, for any developer. Though if you have a Angular CLI, for example, I can see the need to uh, slightly diminish in small apps that you just bootstrap quickly work on. Um, it's kind of like documentation. When you need documentation, I also think you need some sort of documentation and uh, help uh, the developer um, understand your app. Uh, one way of documentation, but I think Storybook is kind of like a mix between tests, documentation, uh, UI development. It's it's kind of all of that uh, in one thing, and it's yeah really helpful. I think, especially in larger applications. The the other big powerful thing about that is working in isolation with these components is the fact that as you build components within an application, uh, they you know, stuff drips down from above, you know, you get leakage from things that where that component lives. And so you run that in your application and you see it and it looks fine. Styling looks fine. Everything looks like how you intended it. You put that component in isolation and maybe you're, you're inheriting some style from above and you, and you don't see that. Right. And then it, that becomes very valuable when you go and say, I want to reuse that component in a different location. And it had some built with some dependency upon something that was above it. And when you run in isolation, you clearly see the dependency and how that's broken, you know, and how, how you don't have that coupling. And then you can clearly develop your component that you could reuse in other places. Um, so I think that's a huge benefit of that. Yeah, thank you for that. That's indeed another really, uh, it, it forces you to make sure that this component that you're writing is self-sufficient, or at least its API is uh, so uh, clear um, that not any stuff can actually uh, uh, cascade from above. It's a very good point indeed. You know, one of the things that, um, you know, like I mentioned, I do a lot of component development and you know, there's probably some viewers out there as well. Like typically like when you're building these components, you're building like all these different demo pages with all the different scenarios and everything like that. Your book, kind of takes all that away and it adds so many cool things on top of that. Like you mentioned, you can show your test uh, reporters in line. You can see, you know, documentation for markdown files in line. Uh, the ability to like tweak interactivity with the NOPS add-on, also really awesome. So there's a really powerful story here, I feel like. And uh, I'm really excited that you came on to kind of share this. Yeah, that's, uh, I love, uh, um, that's, well, propagating maybe is, uh, is the, uh, the word here, uh, storybook, because I really think it can help lots of uh, developers, but it can also help uh, product owners and people onboarding on the team and um, having a really quick way to view something is just generally helpful for lots of people. 
Um, and I've personally experienced that uh, even working with people like designers where they're thinking in components, um, but because of this UI thing being in complete, uh, being in a complete page, they get distracted too and say things about other margins. When you've got this component in complete isolation, all this noise kind of fades away for a little bit and you can focus on this one component and make sure that's good and then focus on other things. I like really want to see it. I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but I'm like, can we see it? <laughs> we can, sure. Want me, want me to do that now? I don't know. Did we cover any, do we need to cover any other like pre-questions before we like do the big reveal? Because I'm like, I just want to see it, you guys. <laughs> I've got, I got three demos for you. Um, I, I think one of the questions was also about the history, maybe. We can go into that for a few minutes. Yeah, that no, is about the multiple frameworks. I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I ruined everything. History real quick about it, and then we can get into some demos. OK, so uh, as announced uh, or, or uh, talked about earlier, uh, indeed, the project was once started as React Storybook. Um, it quickly also got support for React Native, so still in the React sphere, let's say. Um, at some point, though, the original author uh, stepped away and uh, focused on other things. And at that point, I kind of uh, opened the, or uh, uh, created a comment in one of the tickets that was open because I was using Storybook at the time. Um, I was saying like, well, I guess I could help maintain it. And then I went to bed. And the next morning I was administrator on the repository and Things just kind of went from there. So uh, I asked for uh, administratorship on the Slack channel, and I just got it. Um, I asked for administratorship over the NPM stuff, and I got it. And I was like, well, I, I, I got this thing in my hands now. I, I better be doing something with it. Um, but I don't want to be doing it it alone because I knew there was quite a lot of issues open and there was quite a lot of stuff to do and lots of expect expectations were there. So yeah, I was not planning to do all of that alone because I just don't have the time. So I really quickly started um, involving anyone I could into the project. And uh, we basically went from one maintainer to I think 55 is the current number. Um, in, in a short period Dang. of time. Dang and, boy. <laughs> and we added, I think, um, like 10,000 GitHub stars in, in a few months or so. It's crazy. Very cool. Yeah, there's definitely, you know, I think anybody who's come across it can see the value of it and gets really interested in it. I know I've been watching from afar for a long time. That was a React storybook, and, and it's really exciting to see that now it supports Angular um, because there's a ton of power in it. Yeah. Well, it doesn't just support Angular. It also supports Vue, React, React Native, and Angular now. So pretty much like all the frameworks um, um, that people are using these days. All the frameworks is, um, there's like 50,000 frameworks out there. So, but there's maybe like 20 popular ones. Um, but so does it support Sorry. Oh. Go ahead. I mean, if you're not supporting Cold Fusion, 
what are you doing with your life? <laughs> More productive things, I think. Um, it, it will support Polymer in the next version, in the next uh, minor version or major version. We, we haven't really figured that out, that one out yet. Um, and I'm also interested in things like Ember or Knockout, um, you know, whatever renders components um, and the authors of that community want involvement in Storybook, we're happy to have them and help them and work on the app together. Um, but obviously the maintainers, even though there's, I don't know, 50 or so now, um, they cannot learn every framework that's out there. That's out there. So we're really interested in collaborating with, um, with like people that are doing Angular uh, development or people that are doing uh, Ember development. Um, I'm also talking to one of the Aurelia maintainers whether we can create a uh, versions for uh, for that framework. Um, but al always in collaboration. So it's not our goal to maintain everything with our current team. We want to be continually expanding the team with new expertise uh, and really bridging the communities that way. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, was there ever a, a like a hosted storybook service? I feel like maybe there was. Yeah, there was. So. In the uh, days when it was just React Storybook, um, there was a, a service for you to uh, link to uh, GitHub, and it would just host um, that Storybook for you for every commit. Um, now, nowadays, that, that service has been dropped, um, and it's not something that I have the so source code even for. So it's not even something that I would continue um, um, I, I think if you need something like that, um, there's other solutions out there. But let's not jump ahead of myself and spoil my pick for today. Okay. <laughs> oh. Storybook comes with its own web server, like you said earlier, right? I mean, so like if yeah. I was going to build it for my company, then we could build our own Storybook and run it on our own servers and, and do that stuff to have this living style guide active for our entire team, not just during Yeah, you can run it as its, uh, as its dev server, but you can also run it into a, uh, create it into a static uh, version where it's just basically HTML, CSS, and JavaScript that you can host even on your file system. Cool. Though there are some certain features that then drop away, like proxying um, and, and loading files uh, asynchronously that, that will not work, obviously. Cool. Demos? Sure. Um, I'm actually, <laughs> I've got 12% battery. I need to plug this laptop in. <laughs> Bad breath. <laughs> it was so from, quick. Uh, <laughs> that that would have been really not, funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, that happens to me, happened to me like four times during roadmap sessions with the storybook maintainers where I just drop <laughs> off because this battery dies. <laughs> anyway, we we're watching I, I his batteries. <laughs> It's eleven percent now, so I really need to plug this thing in. <laughs> okay, okay, you, get it, get the plug. Get you do it. <laughs> you plug it in. Maybe Austin, can you uh, mention? Didn't you try this with some material uh, components? Yeah, he actually just sent me a link to a demo that he did a storybook. He's like showing off quickly while we're plugging in uh, to talk about what that was like. I wasn't prepared, but 
I well, just, just say what it was like. You know, you know, it, was it easy? Was it pretty cool? All right, I you're feel done, like Austin. Got it. <laughs> All right, let's do this thing. Oh, boy. Come on, Austin. You got this. <laughs> Sorry, we asked Austin a question to, like, answer really fast while you were away, and he's, like, buffering, so. <laughs> he's gone now. Oh. Are you guys there? No, yeah. we're not here anymore. Yeah, we're here. But it, but your demo time's over. It's it's time for the storybook demo. <laughs> cool. All right, I got, I got you presenting to everyone, so you should be set. All right. Um, so let's start out with creating a new Angular app, because um, obviously that's what everyone does, right? Uh, we do ng new my app. Can you uh, bump the font up a little ways if you can? That'd be great. Is this big enough for you? Uh, maybe two more. Yeah, I think that'll be good. Thank you. OK, let's uh, stare at NPM installing things for hopefully not too long. Um, so what I'll be doing is um, starting a completely new Angular CLI project. So just to show that it works like, like that. And then I'll actually be adding Storybook on top of this completely fresh Angular app. And I'll show you it's a single command to add Storybook to your existing Angular application. Should be done. And, and this is an Angular application created with the Angular CLI. Correct, yeah. You just saw me type ng new and then an application name, which I learned about 10 minutes before this podcast started. Um, so OK, we've got the uh, my app uh, thing initialized. And very important step is to actually go into this directory. Otherwise, um, Storybook gets confused. Or at least it cannot find it. So what the Storybook CLI does is it will try and detect which type of project you're uh, installing it on. Um, so you don't actually have to specify that you're, you want a storybook on, for Angular. You just run the CLI, and it figures it out for you. So let's do that. Um, npx at storybook slash CLI. That's the only command you need. It will install or fetch the latest storybook CLI and run it on your project. Can you tell everybody what NPX is? Sure. So if you're using NPM 5 or uh, higher, then it comes installed with another binary called NPX. The X stands for executable. So what this command does is try and find um, the thing that you are uh, going to be running. So in this case, that's the Ang uh, Storybook CLI. This is the package that I want to run. Um, if I have it locally installed, it will just run it from my node modules folder. If it cannot find it there, it will install it first and then immediately run it. But it will not add it to my package JSON. So it's a one-time thing, run it um, kind of deal. I'm glad you asked, because I was actually just typing to Mike, what's NPX? Because I thought no like, everybody knew that. So we're, we're good. 
<laughs> it's it's one of the uh, nice features of npm5. Uh, I I actually use this a lot. Um, it's a shorthand of installing the thing globally, and then running it. Um, but so the you, problem you need of, to do this a lot where you don't want it to be like added to the package JSON file. You just want to try it out or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it also helps you not having to specify tons and tons of uh, npm commands. So if you run an npm command only once a month or so, it maybe doesn't make a whole lot of sense to create a npm script for it. Um, something like uh, I don't know, creating uh, snapshots or any anything. Um, if if that happens so little, then you don't want your package JSON to be bloated with all sorts of scripts that you can run. But maybe that's all up to you. Okay. So what just happened? Like you said, npm mpx storybook CLI. So what just happened? Okay. What's just happened is that mpx installed the storybook CLI and then tried to run it. So here's the output of what uh, the uh, storybook CLI did. So it tried to detect your project type, and it was successful. And it found that it was an Angular application, which is correct, because I just ran the Angular CLI. Um, and then it installs all your, all your dependencies. Um, it gives you, unfortunately, a few messages about things that are somewhere. Uh, there, there's, a, there's a few um, things that are not exactly compatible, but they work. <laughs> so, some things that are uh, upstream that we don't are directly in control of, unfortunately, like React Modal, for example, here. Um, doesn't want to use uh, uh, React 16, but it's actually compatible. Um, so after that's done, you can now run Storybook. So really, it's just a second command. Um, I'll use npm for your comfort. So npm run Storybook. It will uh, run Webpack for you just like what the Angular CLI does under the hood. So explain to the, the viewers about, can you explain about the, the Angular CLI and this Webpack? Like? So the storybook, if you do not customize uh, the Webpack configuration, we actually ship a Webpack configuration that is very, very similar to the Angular CLI ones. Uh, so it's pretty much ensured that it's compatible with uh, if you've not customized your Webpack configuration after initializing your app using the Angular CLI. If you have customized your Webpack configuration, then you need to also do something uh, for Storybook. Um, I don't really have a demo prepared for that, but it's not all that complicated and it's documented fairly well. Um, let me get you on with the uh, demonstration, because I'm sure that you want to see this thing now. Um, so let's open this URL. While you're doing that, just one of the things that other things that happens is it actually can it actually reads out your Angular CLI config. So if you're including like styles and stuff like that config, it actually adds those automatically for you. Cool. Learned something today. <laughs> OK, so I've run Storybook using the, my uh, command line. And now I've got this website open, which is basically the Storybook Manager UI. 
what we got on the left is what we call the Explorer. You can uh, expand and, and filter for components that are now known to Storybook and have stories. Um, on this bottom, we've got some panels. I'll size this one up a little bit as well for you. Um, so we're actually looking at a story called Welcome. And the story name is uh, Two Storybooks. So it's kind of the component that we see. Um, what I can do is go into my code editor. And we can see the Angular CLI has bootstrapped here. And we've run the Storybook CLI on top of it. So the Storybook CLI has added this .storybook folder. I'll size this one up as well. There we go. And it has always uh, also added this storage folder. Now, we actually kind of recommend that you should uh, try and co-locate your stories uh, next to your component files. But because there's no real ensured way of where these source files and components are, we kind of assume the worst and just place it outside in the root of your <laughs> Uh, of your application. And it's up to your user to place them where they desire. So it's kind of like unit test again. Um, some people co-locate co them. Some people don't. Um, do whatever you fit floats your boat. Um, we kind of re recommend them co-locating them. But we can't really do that from the CLI. Uh, maybe at some point we can. But right now, that's just not there. Um, so yeah, let's open this stories.ts file. Whoops, it's not what I wanted to do. There we go. OK, so what's actually happening in here is that we pulled this stories of API from the add storybook Angular. Um, so this package was added using the storybook CLI. Um, and we can see it's being used to describe a welcome thing, component. Um, and its first type is to storybook. So let's jump to the uh, button right here. So imagine the stories of API is talking about what thing we're describing. And then you can chain dot at and add different instantiations of this thing you're describing. So in this case, we've got a button that we're telling a story of, and we're adding a variant with text. We are adding a variant with emoji, and we're adding an, a variant with emoji and an action. Um, doesn't really matter if that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but I'll show you. This is what it allows you to do. It's not all that magical to see. Um, but what is interesting is that this white panel here is an iframe, and it runs your Angular code in complete isolation. Uh, here we go. It's, uh, it's an actual iframe, so it has its own size, and media queries actually work, which is the primary reason 
or one of the primary reasons that we actually use iframes. Not all comparable solutions like Storybook do. Um, and it kind of yeah, messes up the media queries and the uh, isolation. And yeah, without uh, doing the iframes, it would, it would be a lot harder to do actual multi-framework support. OK, so let's, um, let's say that you've just uh, added Storybook to your application. Um, we've got this welcome component and this button component, and it's being pulled off from the at Storybook slash Angular demo. Uh, this is not something that you want to document, because obviously, these are not your components. Um, let's keep them in for, uh, for now. And actually add a component that is in our code base. So app components. Let's pull it in from source slash app slash app components. Let's just copy and paste this. Uh, variant one. And as you can see, that Storybook picked up this change, um, even though it's not really a, a component change or a source file change. Uh, it detected that a story changed. And actually, it added the story um, without a problem. And we can see it. So here we go. We can have our application which is bootstrapped, bootstrapped by the Angular CLI. Um, and now this allows me to just change anything I want. First time is a little bit slow, but it does is it is faster the second time. So it should be a little bit faster. Um, and yeah, you can change the template. You can change the component itself. And we'll hot module reload. Yeah, I was just going to say that that's using hot module reload, right? I mean, if we noticed back when you added that app component, the whole UI didn't refresh, didn't reload Correct. the entire yeah. page. Yeah. So you can imagine if you had a gazillion components in there, you know, it's, it's still performant as a developer to be working on one at a time. And yeah, correct. Cool. And we're not even reloading this iframe. You know, that would be kind of the cheap option to, to do, to just reload the iframe. But the iframe is not reloaded. So if you've been debugging this, so it's just one of the things that you can do, because this is just a browser. You can go in here, debug, uh, place breakpoints. You can change the styling around. Um, and then you can make a change in the code. And most of the changes will still be there. Um, you know, you need to be careful with that. But yeah, it really facilitates experimentation with your code on both the browser and uh, your source code. And is there a way to uh, hide the UI right there so you just see your component? Yes. Yeah, so we have a few hotkeys uh, hot that you can use. Um, so you can toggle the uh, panel on the bottom. You can toggle uh, this. So the uh, thing that you can use is uh, use the full screen. So you can just really quickly switch to uh, full screen. Um, you can, uh, because this is an iframe, and actually this iframe has a URL, 
you can actually take this URL and post it to a uh, mobile device, for example, and uh, showcase it there as well. Because obviously, the uh, keyboard shortcuts don't work on a mobile, devo mobile device. Um, Um, so yeah, that kind of concludes my first demo. I have a second demo, which is not Angular, really. Um, but it is the kind of official storybook storybook. <laughs> Before because you get into we, that, I, I have or, one question. You, you may have touched on it. I may have uh, missed it. Um, are there limitations in terms of what will be served from the application? Like if I had something or a component inside of a route that was in a lazy module or lazy loaded module, is it still able to reproduce those? Um, uh, ultimately, components? it's just an Angular app rendering Angular components. Um, so yeah, I would assume that it would be fine, except that, of course, the URLs in this iframe are different from the URLs in your application. So I think that might pose a problem. OK. Just some experimenting. That's all. I'm just curious. Yep. I know for React, there's a, a very popular router, um, which you can kind of mock in Storybook using a decorator. Um, so I don't really have a good story uh, uh, prepared to demonstrate decorators, but it's kind of our API to wrap the component you're showing inside the preview with something. And this something can be a simple div that has styling, but it can also be a wrapper component that does data fetching or hoist uh, some, some data from the server or uh, mocks the router. Um, does that answer your question? Yeah, I'm okay, good. Cool. Thanks. Um, so what I can demo using the official storybook um, that we have our our own uh, our own um, UI in storybook. So here's an example of the tab panel that we have right here that we're now showcasing inside the preview. Uh, we can see it when there is no panels available, um, but we can even see the main storybook UI inside the main storybook UI. Uh, we can see how it looks with the full screen or when there's uh, no stories panels or you know uh, all sorts of uh, things that we can see. What are those things down there at the bottom, uh, like that action logger? What, what is that? Can you tell us? I can, yeah. Um, so the official storybook has a, a few add-ons that we have. These are not all of them, but these are the ones that we felt we really wanted to have in here at this point. Um, so let's start with the first one on the list, which is the internationalization or accessibility, I think. Yeah, I always get confused with this. Um, the abbreviation for accessibility is actually not that accessible. Um, so we have this default button right here. Um, but as you can see, this default button doesn't have a label. And because of that, it actually fails a accessibility test. So here's an add-on that manifests itself as a panel. And inside this panel, we can see a, re a result 
of an accessibility test ran over the HTML that was ran inside this iframe. So there's an interaction going on between what's happening in the iframe and what's happening in the manager. And then we can present information based on those two things inside these panels here. Um, so another example of that would be actions. So here we have a button. Let me go to the actions logger panel. When I click this button, um, at least in React, it's really normal to have presentational components and then other components higher up that actually provide it with things that uh, must be called when a certain event happens, so, uh, for example, a click. So here, in this case, this button component doesn't actually know exactly which API calls to make when it gets clicked. It just knows that it should call a certain function. So when we present this button component in Storybook, um, what's the function that it should call? Um, obviously, it should call some function. Um, you can provide it with an empty function that just basically does nothing. But in Storybook, there's actually a add-on that allows you to pass in a function that will its results uh, be logged in the action logger. So we click on it, and then we can see that Hello World called uh, this thing with FD. Um, and we can create really complex things in here even. Um, and if you're familiar, this is actually the same component that is being used in the Chrome DevTools. <laughs> so we can click through. And this is actually a circular object that is being logged uh, through a post message. So because the event is originating here, um, the event data is serialized and then passed uh, through the, an event uh, a, via a post message into the manager, and then it can display it in here. Um, yeah, we got support for all sorts of stuff. Um, and as more complex the object gets that we need to serialize, there's kind of a performance hit. So the largest object that you can basically log is the window object. Um, this is the window object inside this iframe. So you can just see everything that's going on in there. Um, and you can just clear the window when you're done. Um, yeah, we got an add-on that makes you shift the background. You can uh, get, have a list of backgrounds that you want to see. Um, yeah, this helps if your component is, uh, is white, for example, because the original the uh, default background is white. So if you want to see it, um, we've got an event logger or an event emitter, actually. Um, so for React, it's really obvious for most people that you should like pass in functions. Um, but sometimes you need to escape the React world a bit and uh, components react to regular DOM events. So that's what this uh, add-on is about. This add-on allows you to create a custom event uh, with some custom data in there. And then you can push it into your components, uh, or actually you push it into the HTML inside this iframe, uh, and your component can react to that because it has like an add event listener uh, or whenever. 
So again, this back and forwards uh, going on between the manager and the uh, preview, uh, which I think is uh, not other, many other solution, uh, solutions are doing this. You know, um, one of the things that I like to think about as I'm working with this kind of stuff is kind of keep that concept of it's almost kind of like testing, right? Yeah. So I build my component and when it lives in the app, there's all these other dependencies that may run to do stuff. Uh, to see that it's doing its thing, right? Uh, but when I run it in isolation, I kind of want to mock those other things. And a lot of these, you know, add-ons and things like that are providing ways to kind of have that mock concept, right? Like you said, with a with the click event, right? I want to yep. make sure my component is doing the dispatching the click event. But in this case here, I don't need it to open a modal like it does in my app. I just need to see that actually it did the click event and the logger gives you that and all this other stuff. So that's what's right. really powerful about that. Indeed. Um, yeah, so we have a jest add-on. You can see that one of the jest, uh, the test is actually uh, failing. So let me put this panel on the right, which makes it a lot easier to see. Um, yeah, you can see that uh, it's, it's just a, a few mock uh, tests that we got in here. Um, but this will allow you to see did all the unit tests pass? Um, but of course, your unit tests actually reflect and tell and document something about your component. So it's sometimes really helpful to have a list of all the past tests uh, for your component as well, because they kind of describe what your component should do and not do. This is really powerful. Like as you're building out new features and components, you could have your tests running at the same time just showing in line while you're interacting with your component and seeing it visually. Yep. Other folks, I actually wrote a Jasmine bridge for this um, that I'm going to be publishing. So uh, a Jasmine Karma bridge, um, so that you instead of you know just being for Jest, um, you can also use it for our Angular stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks. That's great. Um, so yes. I think. Go ahead. We had a question about that that somebody was asking if we could use your existing unit test in Storybook. And so that Austin, I think that's what you're talking about, right? Is that if you already have um, your existing spec files written for your components with that addition, you could do it. It just maps the data to the just format. Mm -hmm. um, so two of our flagship uh, add-ons that we have, one of them is info, it's currently React only, I'm afraid. So, um, but we also have something that's very similar. Um, but there's kind of a few issues with it, which make it uh, really React uh, specific. But let's dive in a little bit so you can see what's going on. I'll put this thing back on the bottom. Okay, so we've got this button component, and we want to tell future developers what the hell this button component is supposed to do and what to use it for and what not to use it for. Um, you know, this button component is easy, but let's imagine it's something really complex, okay? So you want some sort of documentation. Um, you might write this somewhere in a uh, outside application, but I'm a huge fan of writing documentation right next to your source, source code. Um, so here we got a add-on showing you the documentation for your 
component inside the actual preview. So inside this place where your component is showing. Um, th there's just a slight issue with this. Um, I don't really think that this preview is meant to be doing those things. It should be displaying your component in isolation. But um, this is really popular, and lots of people are using this. Um, there's also options where you can uh, not have this uh, toggle on this button, but actually display parts of this documentation in line. So here, this is all in this iframe, um, and this button is being rendered. Um, of course, this is kind of hard to do cross framework because these things are React components, these things are React component and prop properties, prop types, those things are React specific. So we're kind of looking for better things to do here. Um, and it's very likely that this info add-on is actually going to be moving into one of these panels. Uh, so we can keep this uh, component in isolation uh, and uh, because we can do here whatever we want, and it doesn't have to influence the framework that's running inside this iframe. Um, we can make things much easier across uh, framework supported uh, by doing things in an add-on versus doing things in this preview. I hope this makes sense to you. <laughs> yeah, it's basically saying that like keeping that uh, iframe window where you're only your components there, not nothing else is around it. So you have true isolation. Yeah. You already have a home for all that other um, metadata or ancillary data, which is down there at the bottom of that panel. So that'd make a great spot for that documentation yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then the documentation um, part is like that that's the living style guide part of it kind of deal, right? With the, the how people would use it, how people can discover it, you know, what, what the information is about the API and things like that for that particular yeah. Yeah. Um so what I've done with clients in the past is to write components that document other components. Um, I think that's a perfectly valid thing to do. Um, so for an example, you have a list of colors. Um, you want to push this somewhere into Storybook. I think it's a perfectly valid option to create a component that takes a list of hex values and displace them nicely in Storybook. I think that's uh, that's perfectly okay to do, um, and it doesn't really have to be uh, part of your application code at all. Um, so I, I tend to create some React components myself to spice up uh, my Storybook sometimes. Um, I haven't seen anyone else uh, do that uh, for the Angular or Vue. Uh, versions though, but I've seen quite a few people uh, create nice decorators around their uh, components for React versions. Um, let's uh, continue on with the uh, final add-on that I wanted to showcase, and that's the knobs. It was uh, previously mentioned already. Um, I think this is really what sets Storybook apart. Um, this is like a component or a template or a page. And it has data that it's displaying, um, like all components that are just displaying some data, really. They're transforming some state or data into a UI. Um, so what knobs allows you to do is play with this data that is going into your component at runtime. You don't have to change any code. You don't have to 
uh, open your editor at all, you can do this even on the static version of Storybook when it's out and published. You can still play around with your components, and it's really, really powerful. Um, so I'll show you. I've got this uh, component here, and I've got a list of things that I can change. Um, let's drag it a little bit up. Okay, so my name is obviously Norbert. Here we go, and it changed. Um, I'm obviously not 70 years old, but you know, let's uh, keep it at 30 for uh, because I feel good about it. Um, I uh, sell bananas today, and they're somewhat expensive. There we go. And I do not like yellow. I uh, definitely want something that is more blue. That's like super unfortunate for being a banana seller. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I don't like yellow. <laughs> yeah. Now I want a banana. Uh, so yeah, this, these, these knobs are really powerful. Um, and these, these allow you to play with the data. Um, one, one thing that I've experienced working with lots of different storybook instantiations um, is that you either have a tendency to write a lot, a lot, a lot of stories to cover all your bases, um, especially with components that are really dynamic. Um, I think that at some point becomes counterproductive because you're never going to. I usually do is write a dynamic story using prop, you're using knobs, and then having a few edge cases uh, uh, in there as well. Um, yeah, so that would. Um, I don't think I've demo. I've been able. I've showed you. Uh, but here's a good example. So we've got uh, we've got the storybook header. So actually, it's like the panel on the left here, uh, the stories panel. Um, so it, it might be interesting to have uh, this thing expand and not expand based on a uh, on a knob, for example, versus writing a different story that has one has expanded and one doesn't. Um, if, if you feel like this list of variations for a component gets out of control, um, I highly suggest looking at knobs. Very and cool. it's, it's really just fun to play around with components and seeing them update at real time. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Any questions so far? Doesn't look like it. <laughs> OK. <laughs> cool. Um, so I can like, uh, go immediately uh, down to my last demo for, uh, for what I have, if everyone's uh, happy with that. But since there was no questions, uh, I guess I'll just do that. Yeah, let's do that. OK. So it's, uh, I've uh, been working on a idea of uh, Storybook, the, like the next uh, version, um, as I've kind of explained in the uh, history part. Um, I'm, the, I'm not the original author. So a lot of the code is actually someone else's code. And you know how it goes with JavaScript projects. If it's a week old, it's ancient. ancient. Um, so 
some of the code we don't really understand that well, or some of the code we don't really agree with that well, or just generally we want it to be better. Um, but also we want it like backwards compatibility continuously because this is a development tool. You don't want it to break all of the time because that will uh, anger lots of people, uh, rightfully. Um, so in my off time, I've been kind of experimenting with the idea of what would Storybook look 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 like, uh, and what would its core UI features be if I were to write this thing from scratch? Um, so that's kind of what you're looking at right now. Um, rather similar at this point to what Storybook is. Um, obviously, I'm using Material UI. Um, it's nice to get uh, uh, up and running really fast, and actually, the uh, UI library that I'm using, I'm actually quite happy with. Uh, also, a very nice feature would be if I uh, were to continually use this is that it's completely themable without me having to put in lots of work. Um, so that's a huge plus, because it's one of the mainly asked questions for Storybook to be more customizable. Um, so I'm currently running in uh, isolated mode. So you can see here, it's in isolate mode. And I can switch to a different state of this component. Uh, it's kind of all mocked right now. So don't worry about it too much. It's not like I actually have real components being rendered in here. Um, but it is in an actual iframe. Um, and one of the cool features that I focused on quite fast is was I actually want to be able to view this thing in a size that is bigger than the size that is Storybook currently. Um, so I implemented this zoom fun function. So you can view your component in a much larger canvas than is uh, actually uh, being rendered in. And then I figured to myself, I've seen this uh, application called Sizey, and I really like it. Um, but I want something like that inside Storybook. So let's have a look. I can go into the multi-preview version. And yeah, I can take as many preview windows as I want. Uh, I can, whoops, that's not what I wanted to do. OK, I can take this one and size it a little bit smaller. I can size this one to be like slightly bigger than that one. Um, I can try and size this one to be something like so. Um, I can create even more of them, like so. Um, and then, like again, I can size, uh, like size this differently. And yeah, it's actually quite fun to be able to view all these things. And then you're like um, testing all of them at once kind of thing? Yep, because if I now go to state two, they all change. And if I go to state three, they all change. Oh, I see. I see. That is um, yeah, so you can view multiple uh, media. <laughs> you would not believe the amount of times that I'd be like focusing on a component in like one size. Yeah. And then at one point in the project, I'd check all the sizes. And then, you know, things would happen and I'd keep working. And then I'd just ship it and they'd be like, have you seen mobile lately? And I'd be like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very yeah. familiar. <laughs> I've done that as well. 
Um, so actually the components can inside here are fully interactive and they can uh, change themselves. So it's actually an idea that instead of showing the same state many times is showing all the states in one, uh, in one page. Um, so I was thinking about that and then I figured, yeah, like lots of other uh, style guide tools are actually more like this. Uh, we've got our component title and we've got some markdown and then we're uh, looking at a certain state and the state can still change. It's still interactive. In fact, this thing can zoom. Um, it can zoom down. Um, yeah, and the idea would kind of be like, this would be state one, this would be state two, and then this thing would be state three. Obviously, this is a really early proof of concept that I'm just working on. Um, yeah, here's the core idea that you would have some documentation about what data this uh, component needs, about which libraries it's using, and where to find those documentations, um, but also which components or subcomponents it uses and which components it is being used by, I think is really val valuable information to have. And the idea is that you would click on this and then you would go to that specific story page. That's really cool. Yeah, that is, that is all. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, in the works. Um, and so when I was thinking about creating such documentation pages, I. I was like, related documentations, these should actually not go to some external website. These should actually go to pages inside of Storybook. So that's uh, kind of where I, where I started uh, with. So we've got, um, instead of looking at components, we've just got pages that are marked down and react together um, and you can just tell about your project, how to install it, uh, why you've made certain decisions. So you can just point someone to your live storybook, um, even without them having access to uh, your Git repository. Like the first day, the first thing you would do is like, here's our storybook. Uh, our documentation is in here. Our components are in here. Um, in fact, I would love to have some sort of design uh, uh, integration as well, uh, maybe even like pull GitHub issues using their GraphQL interface, for example, and really make this a hub for development and reviews. Um, yeah, I was hoping any questions or remarks. So. Yeah, I love it. I think it's going to be awesome. I mean, these are all things like like you talk about the living style guide and really the whole design guide and everything for your, you know, the, the work that you do, your team does on an application or within an application domain. You have this, you know, single source of of all this information there that you're providing, and you already have the framework for the storybook to kind yeah. of, you know, add on these scenarios and the situations, and so it'd be a great hub for all of that stuff. Yep, and yeah. Um... Using this UI, it would be themable out of the box, so that would be a huge plus. Um, 
another thing that I would really uh, invest uh, invest some time in is actually making our configuration and like things like keyboard shortcuts to be have a certain place inside Storybook, so you can set some settings inside of Storybook. Um, I'm I'm really interested in making this um, feedback to the dev server itself. So maybe even uh, create a preview where you've got the source code of the components in here as well, and you can edit it. And then we would push this new code back through the WebSocket into Webpack, have it write the file, and yeah, do all this, this stuff for you. Very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Well, it's all cool. Hey, we're at the top of the hour, so we better uh, wrap up. Um, yep. Yeah, so that, uh, let me uh, undo that here. Yeah, yeah, we go. <laughs> that was awesome. Cool. I didn't have any questions, but I do just want to say real quick that I think this is a great tool. And I think especially for any developer who's coming into a large application that's already existing, just to take one little piece and focus on one smaller piece is so helpful. And yeah. it's really, I mean, because sometimes when you're when you're you're inheriting, you're coming into a job where you have thousands and thousands of lines of code, it's just kind of overwhelming. And to take that little one piece is is really great. Yeah. Um, like over five clients so far, and their setup was having a hundred and eighty thousand lines of Angular JS code. Having started a style guide originally and manually crafting it, but just abandoning it halfway because it was too much work to maintain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and and yeah, I think really Storybook is a partial solution to that problem. It sure there's lots of human problems also. Like you still need to write those stories, and you still need to write your components in a way that are actually isolatable. Um, but it helps you so much already. Yeah. No, I've walked on many a project where one of the latest ones I was like, so you told me to like mock out this page. Um, which button style do you want me to use? And they were like we have more than one button. And I was like, oh boy. Oh, so I boy. just sent him like 20 screenshots of different buttons throughout their site. And I was like, these all are different. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think you're totally right. It's Yeah, and no one knows <laughs> which button you, sh you should use, right? It's just your no. own judgment. No, they were like, oh, well, uh, we trust you. And I'm like, of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty so yeah. <laughs> It's pretty much uh, feature C was the last one we implemented. So get the button from there. I think that's our current. Oh, so, so recognizable this. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, do some quick picks and then we'll uh, wrap it up. So, Alyssa, okay. um, do you have any picks? It's kind of a dorky pick. Um, when is it not, though? I got this game that I played at my uncle's house the other day. Oh, I love that game. You had to bring that. I am. I told Mike. I was like, he was like, I'm flying so into. I was like, you need to prepare yourself for some. What is it called? Dominoes. It's dominoes, but with like trains. It's insane. So yeah. I love that. Wow. Maybe you might have to play. <laughs> we are so playing that. <laughs> but that's like cutthroat. It gets like really, yeah. We'll have that's to record the viciousness. 
<laughs> but yes, that is my pick. Awesome. Nice. Bonnie, do you have anything? Sometimes I like to pick a person and I, I feel like that's weird because I think I'm the only one who does that, but I just come across the most amazing people in the Angular community. And sometimes I have, I mean, I really love everybody, but there are certain people that really jump out to me that I really admire. And I would like to pick um, Shmuela Jacobs. Uh, she is not here this week. She could not, she was planning to come to NG Atlanta and she was not able to make it, but um, her, her, her mission lives on because we have an uh, Angular Girls workshop downstairs and there are so many girls that attend this workshop and it just opens up the, like, I just, it, I really admire Shmuela for getting this started. And even though she's not here, like this would not have happened without her. And, uh, and so I just really want to, you know, raise a glass to, uh, to Shmuela Jacobs because she, she's an amazing person and she's really inspirational. So yeah, but Shmuela, if you see this, don't let it go to your head, but we love you. Yeah, I, I absolutely back that 100%. Uh, she's doing just amazing stuff. That's super important for us as a community and people in general. And yes, very much. She's always a pick for sure. All right, I'm gonna do one real quick. Uh, Andre Schultz released uh, call bags today. I don't know if anybody's heard of it. I've just started checking it out, but I think it's like this new enhancement on observables plus iterators. Uh, plus some callbacks to kind of even... Oh, you said callbacks? Okay. Call bags. Bags, like carrying bags. bags. Okay, wait, bags. I'm confused. Is this a physical bag or is this a code thing? No, it's code. Thing. I'm confused too. Don't feel bad. Okay, so I was like, is this like a swag bag? I, I think it's you like... Confused. You know, it's like a new code library, but it's got, it's kind of... I think he's defining it more as kind of like a convention. Um, I'm still reading up on it, so you have to check it out. Um, I think we need a follow-up on this pick. We need yeah. a blog post or we need a whole episode or something because this sounds really interesting, but we're like over time. All right. So, so he's, he's, he's got a post about it and talks about it. Andre Stoltz. You don't Can know you get him on the show? He, he, what? Can you get him on the show? God, man, you're so demanding. Yeah, I'll see what I can do. We, we can probably make out. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's my thing. It's, it's, it's like fresh, hot. I don't know a lot about it yet, but uh, it's worth checking out. I'm sure it looks looks pretty cool. So. And Mike left, but I was really excited about his uh, pick too. He had a pick. Pick, and actually, it was really cool. And I saw it. it's Carbon. It's uh, for sharing source code, and I really thought that was cool. So uh, he, but he's gone. So now I get his pick, right? I think so. I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right, I just right. took it. That's what happens. Best for last, Norbert. All right. I, I got a technical one as well. Um, over at Storybook, we use uh, a service that allows us to build our website, uh, actually our Storybook, uh, for every commit on every PR. Um, and we actually use it multiple times on one commit. So we're actually creating a site a documentation site and multiple storybooks. Um, and then we uh, can review these uh, the, the things that have changed. So sometimes a component changed, sometimes a story changed, and we can review them without actually running any code locally. So previously we had to run lots of code and manually verify. Um, and, and of course we had unit tests, um, but actually being able to see the changes and 
open it up just by clicking a link is so helpful. And I think it's really revolutionary to how I develop. And I wish I could do it on many clients. And the service that we uh, use is uh, Netlify. So I really, really love uh, how they've uh, helped us uh, in this way. It's my nice. pick. Nice. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you very much for coming on, uh, sharing the information about Storybook, demoing it. Uh, we're excited about the the mission that you've taken on, <laughs> and all the other contributors of you know bringing in this new life and adding all this new stuff as it goes forward. Very excited. I I believe a lot of us in the Angular community that uh, now it's got Angular support because uh, a lot of us have watched this from afar as React Storybook. And so we're excited to have that within our Angular ecosystem. And thanks again for, for making the time. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for thank you. having me. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. All right. Till next time. Thanks, everyone. Later.